to another episode. Uh, back in the building again. Um, interestingly, um, Black History Month is February, so happy Black History Month. One of the interesting things about that um, is I'm still not sure what it's supposed to do for me as a black person. I think in itself, it is an opportunity for others to learn about black history. I'm not sure that it's now up to me to go and learn about my history and to celebrate that. I I still don't properly get what that means and why February, like why, I, again, I, I know for sure that there's probably some reasoning behind it and there's some context, especially in North America, but because I still don't have that context and quite frankly, I have just not done enough on my own end to figure out why this matters and no one has actively pointed out why we need this thing in February. It is what it is. I, I still don't see any real push from even corporates. Um, I don't see any big push from any major sports around this. I think actually, uh, let me correct. Um, the NBA has a big deal about this. Um, they are definitely, definitely doing something around it. Um, built by Black History is essentially one of the shirts they're wearing. So I should correct myself. Major sports are doing something, but I would say maybe... Um, the others just, I, again, I, it doesn't matter who does this. It's just, it's a big deal. I know the English Premier League still does the knee before every match, which is cool to see. But um, yeah, there's, it's just, it's just an interesting thing. There's, there's so much, like if there was history about anything, I'm not sure that we have a month to go and be like, all right, let's go figure out the history of whatever. But I mean, good attempt. We'll take it as, as we go. I wanted to use that to segue with corporates because a lot of corporates, obviously through um, the pandemic, um, naturally it was a lot of minorities who got the chop uh, and what have you. And there's been a lot of, you know, movements of people finding new work, finding new ways to work in the middle of a pandemic, working from home. What does that look like? How do we survive going forward? How do we, you know, pay bills and things like that if you have to work from home? And one of the big things, right, that we think about, especially as black people, whenever we go into an establishment or you try to find work or what have you, one of the things they try to do is they have to have some kind of diversity policy or some kind of, you know, equity and diversity and inclusion. I should say inclusion is also the key piece thing that everybody is doing. And so far, I'm not sure of its efficacy, I'm not sure so far, but I feel like everyone is still doing it anyways. Um, it's one of those things that feels like it should make sense, but does it, we do not know. And so for me, being on the other side of this, like if I was a candidate looking for a new job, and in fact, I am um, a candidate in general, right? Like at any given point, anybody can come hire me or anybody can you know, give me an opportunity to work with them. And one of the things I slowly start to think about in general, is when people are hiring for jobs or interviewing for jobs, is it okay that we do a like a diversity hire? Is that okay? Is that a thing? From a corporate perspective, does it make sense? I think so. From a candidate perspective, would you feel like you were only hired as the diversity candidate? Would it matter? Honestly, I feel like it's a good attempt. So for me, it wouldn't matter. Like, I don't care. And I know for me, like, even when I think about it, right? Like, I recognize that I'm good at what I do, at least the things I do. Um, 
in my role, a lot of my roles, I think initially coming in, I'd be like, okay, okay. Uh, and I know this is imposter syndrome and everybody deals with it, but like if I enter any role and especially because it has a lot of responsibility or it has some sort of leadership, initially I'd get in there like, okay, I know I'm good. And then you recognize the impact you have and it's like, whoa, this is a lot. And then over time you're like, yeah, no, no, I do deserve to be here. If you come in as a diversity hire, does that negate that feeling where you're like, yeah, I'm only really here because I'm the one black person or I'm the one, what have you, one of hundred. And with time, one of the things I've realized is it doesn't really matter. Whether you're the diversity hire or not, like I'm here. I'm the one who got the job. And quite frankly, I'm going to show you why I'm the best thing to slice bread. That's just all it takes. But in reality, if you are on the other side of that, where, say for example, on average, right? People are applying to, let's even use something real simple, law school, or, you know, some kind of education program or university. And you knew that that university or program had some kind of diversity policy. If you were not within that diversity group, let's say, for example, you were not black, and you knew that this university was doing a policy where like they were doing whatever for black people, would you feel disenfranchised because you didn't make it? Say for example, you had the same type of grades as the person who was the black diversity candidate. You had maybe the same kind of responsibility as the other. And then they were like, well, this person qualified under the diversity policy and you compared to your peers don't. Would you feel slighted? I don't know. I feel like certainly it would be like, well, you know, pound for pound, we're the same. But because they've probably had to overcome more, I would probably have to accept that. At the end of the day, anybody has a decision to make. Like if same thing, it's a toss up anyways, a 50-50 call. It's only if like, so now we obviously we know that on the equal side, it's fine. What happens if you are by far and away better than the diversity group? Again, just for shits and giggles. You are not black. You are better than the quote unquote black candidate that he picked by the diversity group. Now, how do you feel? Because compared to the rest of the group, you do not stack up essentially. How would that feel? For me, I feel like it's understandable, but I, it, would, it would be painful a little bit if you knew that you were better than the other candidate. I, I think it would suck. But a lot of times I start to realize that when people do things for like whatever reason why they do things, you, you almost have to accept and you try to move on. And I know we're trying to build a more equitable world, a more equal world. And I know, and I hope a lot of corporates are trying to do the same. But now managing white fragility, um, it's part of the reason why obviously the Donald Trump Phenomena happened and obviously Boris Johnson, Brexit, all those things where white people feel like they're the ones that are marginalized now. How do they feel about, you know, diversity and being the diversity hire? I don't know. And honestly, I want to hear from people. And each time I try to ask questions around it is, is usually interesting views I've heard. But from my own side of the table, I, I'm thankful that I don't have to deal with that because I know anytime I get into a room where it's like, okay, Let's even assume I was hired for diversity reason. I've still not been in any scenario where I was hired or I was the one picked out of a group and it was not because I was good. It was because I was black or at least of all the black people, I was the best one. It still not happened to me yet. 
But I think about stuff like that because I know it's happened to some other people and it potentially will happen in the future for others. So how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? I feel like obviously just having an open conversation with people who build these things out would be interesting. To that point, recently I was in a group at my company um, and we were looking at, okay, so what are the policies we can bring to this company that will enable diversity, especially from a managerial level? How do we encourage diversity and foster understanding without necessarily making it like a mandatory thing. Because at the end of the day, if you make things mandatory, especially in a corporate environment, people almost start to resent it. So how do you make it something that managers want to do? Something that, you know, just encourages and, you know, perpetuates itself. The same way fit and culture has perpetuated itself where when white leaders get into office, they just bring on other white people. How do you encourage a system that's, fosters diversity, either through hiring policies, through whatever it is, how do you create that? And one of the interesting suggestions was we needed to have like some kind of training. And I think training is usually the default answer. And recently I ran into a guy who was a VP at a software company. And I asked him the same question, what, what do you do around diversity and how do you handle that from a corporate group, because I had met a couple of people at his company and like a lot of them were women, a lot of them were like brown or Chinese, Asian, like it was a good group. And I was curious, I was like, so how do you, how exactly, sir, <laughs> how exactly, just sir for uh, Monica at this point, how do you foster diversity in your And he's like, well, honestly, the way they had gone about it was that from the very top, from the founders of the company, they were already diverse. And he says, a lot of times cultures don't deviate too far from the intention of the founders or of the executives at the top. They don't deviate too far. So it's very difficult for an organism that isn't diverse at the inception or at least at the start to become diverse. It's very difficult. If you go the other way where founders are already diverse or at least diverse in their thinking, even when they're hiring people to join them as like, you know, employee one to 10, if they don't have that kind of mindset at the outset, it is very difficult to transform it later with some kind of equality policy, you know, equality and diverse person higher. It's very, very difficult because at the very top, your diversity is not showing and it's very hard to say, okay, look at me. I'm not diverse, but the rest of you are going to be diverse. It's very, very difficult. If your executives, your leadership, and essentially your founders did not have a plan for others. And I started to think about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, it actually makes sense. Um, if your founders, I mean, obviously his perspective was founders number one, but by the time your leadership has come into that culture and is starting to set as the culture of the company, it is going to be very, very difficult later on to change that mindset, to hire people who are not about that mindset, that sort of thing. So with that in mind, we've got a world where a lot of corporations or a lot of companies have over a hundred years of existence or maybe even, you know, however many. Are we saying those are essentially doomed to never be diverse? Possibly. Possibly. 
And that's part of one of the things I love about entrepreneurship, where old companies that don't grow and evolve die off. And I suspect that's probably going to happen with a lot of big companies that don't either change for the modern era or, again, even just from a business perspective and even from a people perspective, where as a group and as a world, we realize, okay, we are not going to live this way. We're not going to do things that way. And maybe people just stop going there. Um, That can happen. That's one. Um, another thing could be to just die a natural death where like it just goes bankrupt just for other reasons it can just happen that's just a thing that can happen Um, but now even with the newer ones that are cropping up what happens when the new ones crop up with the same group of people or at least the same type of thinking that had the older ways anyway right so we look at for example in the gaming industry where um, a lot of it is about like you know tech bro culture, right? Um, and if you watch, uh, there's, uh, you know, the Patriots Act on, on Netflix, which recently got canceled. There's an episode where the video gaming culture, where you could see like literally was just white people and white boys just almost perpetuating so many terrible things that a lot of other corporations would have done. And it's difficult to be like, how do you reconcile that younger people still think this way? It just is. Who's passing down the information? Who is it going to? Like, it's just one of those things. And that's how, you know, a lot of bad behavior just gets passed down. So as people or as diverse people, you know, move up the chain or even get better with their skill sets, and this is something that I've also thought about for myself, as we get better, it's really important for people like us to start to build things um, and to even think almost extremely deeply about entrepreneurship because it is almost unfair knowing what we've been through in terms of being the diversity hire or being almost even consider the diversity hire by other people and people using that as like a way to chip you and say, you know, you don't deserve to be here. You're only the diversity hire or the affirmative action hire. Now, again, those are we're all good things in theory, but if p- diverse people don't start to build things where hiring somebody is just hiring, <laughs> it's never going to stop because you're going to have to keep creating these diversity hire, pro- um, you know, policies or diversity policies so that other people can give diverse people an opportunity. Now, again, I know it's not as easy as that. I know it's not as easy as well, just wake up and create something or build something. It has to have its own application in the marketplace. It has to have its own um, value to people. It's not just about building companies, it's about serving others as well and creating creating great products, creating great service. It's about that as well. However, also on the employment side and on the hiring side, if we do not go out and start to create our own companies that serve the world, we are going to forever have to create policies for other people to help us out or to hire us. And I know it doesn't, it's not a one all approach where, okay, let's stop working for other people. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like there has to be some kind of multiple way of improving this so that you can then choose as a minority, at least a visible minority, whether you want to go to any company and, you know, whatever diversity policy they have, you are working with, that's fine. Or you go somewhere else where they're just diverse anyways and you don't have to worry about the diversity policy. That 
in my mind, should be the choice people get to make as opposed to, well, how do I go to a company and worry about, oh my goodness, are they going to worry if I tell them some interesting thing that, you know, like I've been in so many conversations where like talking about um, Jay-Z is strange or even Stormzy in the UK is strange. It's just like, or even like if I bring up the shade room, like how, how do you bring up the shade room in a meeting with like all white people and they don't get it? It's just very, uh, bruh. Anyways, that's beside the point. But <laughs> the point here is we as a group, probably at some point when we get the opportunities should really strongly consider starting something that could grow and hire others while serving the world as another option as opposed to diversity programs, equality and whatever, whatever. Maybe then again, you know, those people are doing the equality and diversity, whatever, when they go into these major corporations, maybe they can become VPs and executives so that, you know, maybe it infiltrates from the top again. That really is how we have to go about this thing in the future. So with that, happy Black History Month. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see what that changes, but happy Black History Month. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.